ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. Matt, you're still sounding under the weather. You all right, dude? Yeah, I mean, it would kill a lesser man, but um, I got the strength of 40 lesser men, so it's just a frog in my throat. Well, I think I have a way that we can get that frog out of your throat and get your mind out of the gutter, but I think I have a, a way <laughs> to Why get you... Why are you so focused on my throat? Because <laughs> <laughs> you sound terrible, man. I want, I want you to feel better. I don't want you to be sick. question is, how do I look? Damn sexy, bro. <laughs> I'm a handsome boy. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> With a Batman shirt on. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I have this idea. What okay. if we went back in time before you got sick and recorded the podcast? I'm fine with that, but there's only one time travel device that I am okay using. Well, what, what is that? It's not a DeLorean. Not a DeLorean? Okay, okay. Um, all right. What about, what about our launch pad time travel device? You remember how well that went last time? <laughs> what happened the last time we used that? <laughs> uh, we went back in time and completely fucked the Leprechaun franchise. We killed a bunch of movie screenwriters. And <laughs> <laughs> the good news is, though, we never got arrested or any sort of trouble yeah. for that. But if you guys haven't heard that, listen to our, our Leprechaun franchise um, run through. Time travel disaster. Something yeah, else. Was... yeah, we time travel massacred people. But no, I'll try it. But uh <laughs> I think we got to reach out and touch the past if you get my drift. Oh, well, so what are we taking? What do we got here? Uh, I think we should take a phone booth. Remember what phone booths were? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone that's listening to this that's below the age of 100, a phone booth was a porta potty where you were not supposed to go to the bathroom, <laughs> but if you had quarters, you could place a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm willing to give it a try. You ready? I got a couple quarters in my pocket. I'm going to okay. place them in. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to I'm going to dial this number here. We're going to go back a couple days. Beep boop beep bop boop. And I'm going to put in some sound effects here. <laughs> Rumi. It looks like we're in the front of a convenience store right now. Uh it looks like a Circle K. And uh how you feeling? You feel better? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> and wait, who, who are these people here? What, who are these people we've appeared in front of? It looks like I got my, my, my brother and his wife. Well, hey, guys, what's going on? Not too much. Not too much. What's, what's up, guys? Yeah. Hi. How are you feeling? <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the illusion of this bullshit that we just created, but I love that we had to go back in time to find your brother and, her, and his wife who are currently like still alive and everything. Oh yeah. And younger. <laughs> yeah. Any amount of time traveling uh would probably erase your existence. So probably true. Uh, but yeah, I got I got my brother Kevin and his wife Meg. Guys, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. Oh hi. Thank you so much for having us. I've been dying to get my brother on the podcast forever because, like, seriously, Matt, like, I'll do trial runs with him where I talk about Punisher for an hour just before I call you to talk about, like, (laughs) if the Punisher could fight a predator and stuff. And I've heard good things about you, Kevin and Meg. I've heard tangentially good things about you. And if you know these two idiots and married (laughs) one of these idiots for I don't know how long, you must be good stuff, too. But... As excited as Aaron was to get you guys on the show, I said we would only do it on one condition, is that, and that was if we taped it a week ago. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Like all time travel, that totally makes sense. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about time travel. And as you may have guessed, since we're sitting in the parking lot of a Circle K, we are talking about that other time travel movie. We're not talking about DeLoreans and Marty McFly. Sorry, Michael Sosa. I know you, you would be really excited <laughs> if we were talking about Back to the Future. We love you, man. Please don't take it personal. But we're talking about the Bill and Ted franchise. Aggressive air guitar is what my subtitles call it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, when we started talking about what can we talk about, my brother Kevin was like, well, we just watched the first Bill and Ted, and I don't think Meg had ever seen it. And I was like, uh? I'd never seen it. And I I always kind of dick around on my phone during movies, and I did not touch it once. I was like, I was totally enthralled with this really? movie. Yeah, I loved it. I, couldn't, <laughs> I could not look away. It's, it is seriously bananas. Matt, when, when was your first introduction to this movie? Um, I saw it either in the first, in like when it was first in theaters, or maybe when it first came out in Blockbuster. And goddamn, this is going to be an antiquated referenced episode. A Blockbuster is a video store. <laughs> um, what would you even call a video store? A video store is like a supermarket, but for movies. And you don't buy it; you rent it. You go home yeah. and you bring it back. It's like a supermarket, um, but you can bring back the apple after you've eaten wait. it. It's like and by. <laughs> Seen it in the theater? You mean you saw it in the theater, Matt? Is that correct? Oh, uh, the no, yeah. I mean the McLean brothers. Yeah, I guess McLean both McLean the brothers. Now it's a family thing. <laughs> yeah, their whole theater. family does it. Their whole it's family. It's funny because when Aaron did it, at first I thought he was just being a pretentious dildo face, Same. and like it took me like, well, because the rest of everyone else who thinks about things like takes shit as it is, and you're just like, oh, you do things way different from me in a pompous ass way. I'm gonna hate you for it. But then, like, after a couple conversations, I was like, no, this fucker really does actually <laughs> non-ironically call it theater. But then I was like, my brain was like, okay, so one tool can say it, and that's fine. But now this fucking guy is going to start it? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I thought, because I met Aaron, I knew Aaron first, and I thought, like, oh, that's Aaron's just a, a theater kid. Like, he's a pretentious theater kid. Like, that's how he says it. <laughs> and then I met his brother, and then he started saying it. I was like, he doesn't even do theater. Like, what is happening? Their parents, everybody. everybody. back in the phone booth. Let's go back in time and figure out when this bullshit started. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all nature versus nurture, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, we should call your dad. We can use the phone booth for that as well. <laughs> yeah. Since, since, since you were talking about Blockbuster, Kevin, you worked at Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. That was my second job. Ooh. First job was at Kroger. Second job was at a Blockbuster. A Kroger since, is an actual supermarket. <laughs> yeah, actual supermarket. And a, and a Blockbuster is oh, a place where Blockbuster was great. Yeah, especially because I was part time, so I didn't actually have to do any of the stuff that they required full time people to do. <laughs> nice, nice. What did they pay yeah. you in like old timey money, like gold coins? Like, what did people who worked at a rental video rental store even get paid in? Doubloons, I believe. <laughs> I believe it was doubloons. <laughs> Rupees. They just, they just gave you like an extra day rental on a three day rental. They're like, oh, bring it back on Friday. You're taking Bill and Ted? Uh, it's fine. Keep it. <laughs> so, since we're talking about Bill and Ted, Matt, when was the first time you rented it from a video store? Either rented it or, I mean, it was right when it came out, essentially during its first run. And I got to remember, I got to say, both that. And this, it's it's sequel. That was 1988. The sequel yeah. was 1991. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Both of them, <laughs> I was like lukewarm. Like I saw him a couple times, but I couldn't tell you the last time I saw him, aside from last night and today, because it was like fine. But who gives a shit? Like it was uh, fine. Um, so you weren't a fan. 
Um, I wasn't against it, but I wasn't a fan. I think that's fair to say. What about you guys? I hadn't seen it until after I was married because I was like, this movie looks cheesy as hell. I've seen parts of it where it's like, whoa, and you're like, I get it. They're idiots. And I'm like, I don't want to watch idiots do stuff. Normally, Until I'm pretty you were married. Once you got married, you're like, bring on those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife was like, we have to watch it because Kate likes these movies. She grew up with them. Like they okay. had them on VHS and we watched them and they were charmingly entertaining and actually made me think a lot about time travel because they are one of the most unique time travel movies in one of the aspects that they sort of put into the time travel mythos. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I think they're pretty brilliant in the ridiculous way. They're like, we're going to take the most stupid characters possible, but wrap it into a story that's actually pretty entertaining and interesting. They they feel like cartoons. They're like really well-made, like live action cartoon time, time travel movies. Well, and also they're idiots, but they're both so lovable. Like I, I did not go in with the expectations of loving it. Like yeah. we were just watching a bunch of Keanu Reeves movies, and I we had to start with it because we'd never, I'd never seen it to yeah. celebrate the holiday. Oh yeah, to celebrate the sacred high holy day. Oh, I think oh. you have to explain that now. What what is the high holy day? Uh, well, okay, so I think it was last year. Kevin decided that we needed more holidays in our lives. Absolutely, <laughs> and so we so, de- so we decided. That we were going to celebrate just like a random celebrity's like birthday in the coming year. And we didn't care what, who it was. We didn't care what the day was. Like we were going to take off work depending on when their birthday was. We didn't care. Well, we, no, we, we went no. into it thinking we were going to have a holiday and then we just came up directly. Was it just Keanu, him? With just him. I thought it was anybody. Because he's a spotless, uh. amazing wonderful human being and that is true. Oh, his we, birthday needs celebrating that was it because we were watching John Wick we were watching John Wick for the first time awesome. yeah. and we were in love with it and I was like and like we were talking about these Keanu movies and I was like god I haven't seen any of these movies you're talking about right yeah you're right okay and it was just like wow I gotta see more Keanu because like I know there's the Matrix and whatever but like I get it you know the, I, I've liked all the other movies I've seen more than yeah. The Matrix. Really? Yeah. You like Point Break better than The Matrix? Um, point Break. Yes. I, we cannot get down that road because that's all I will talk about. Well, did yeah. you just say yes, Rumi? Yes. Get in the phone booth and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> stay, Matrix stay. is great and I think Matrix is way better than most people do. But if I have two hours and can only watch one, I would go Point Break every time because mm. Absolutely. every fucking minute of that movie is enjoyable for something. Yeah, Gary Busey does yeah, make a big part of that. There was so movie. much in that movie. Imagine if Gary Busey was in the Matrix. Now that would change the fuck out of my <laughs> answer. He could even be the old guy at the end of the second Matrix in front of all the TV screens that's oh trying to convince him that all that shit no. was like. No, I mean, that would be fucking amazing. He's like, oh, there's no chosen like, one. It's just some bullshit we do to fuck with the humans. Oh my god. He'd be like, take the red pill, take the blue pill. No, nah, fuck you. They're both for me. Take some yeah. <laughs> green pill. Baby. I don't know. I want him to be like Mr. Anderson. Like, I, I want Gary Busey to like, try to be with the a thousand Gary Buseys. <laughs> Stop sign's not going to help you. That's my fetish. Okay. Okay. If anybody is a big time video VFX artist that isn't me, um, please. Insert Gary Busey's face into the giant <laughs> Mr. Smith fight, please. I like that you stipulated that it's not you. So, like, if anybody was you, don't do that. Well, we're t- traveling through time, man, and as we know from this movie, you can run into yourself. But I'm just saying, don't just don't do it, Aaron. Just stop. Like just being John Malkovich. Yeah, but with yeah, okay. Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey? 
Um, but if anybody wants to celebrate the High Holy Day with us next year, Keanu's yeah. birthday is September 2nd. Yep. So oh, we just, just missed it. Yeah, 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 you just missed it. and you just, Sorry, and that's, Keanu, I know you're listening. Yeah. Happy birthday. You just got to watch. I mean, you literally commit to the couch and you watch as many Keanu oh, yeah. movies as, as, you many as you can. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's great because he's got quite the library. He does. Anyway. He does have a lot of movies. <laughs> I digress. Well, this movie stars Keanu Reeves as... Right. Who's he, what's his full um, name? Ted Theodore. The, Logan. Um, Logan. Yes. Ted Theodore Logan. Because I knew nice. it was like, yeah. There you go. And then who's his buddy? Um, Bill S. Preston Esquire. He's, yeah. he's an Esquire. Now, yes. is Esquire his full on last name? Because his dad seems to have that name too. No, Esquire is when you're a lawyer. Right. So like, no, he just says that. He but just says I think he just it. Because he thinks it. it's his no he's a lawyer he's a lawyer wait, in the deleted yeah. scenes you could see he gets his law degree <laughs> well i was wondering about that because do you think he thinks it's part of his name because he's that dumb or do you think yes. he's so dumb he's like well i'm like basically a lawyer like i don't know because like, you in, know like get in the, name the sequel Doc. and we'll get to it but in the sequel he goes to his grandma's house and is like granny s preston esquire <laughs> yeah and then i'm like wait is that just their last it's a family name oh. clearly family name. you guys are not huge fans and have not seen the third one where in the future he gets his law degree, but then goes back and retroactively gives it to the young himself. So he's a lawyer the whole time. He has he's got he's he's passed the bar. He's like I <laughs> he goes, I passed the bar. <laughs> Aggressive air guitar. <laughs> I mean, th- this first movie, I-, I love I love that it starts with George Carlin, who's like, Let me tell you this story. Okay, George Carlin is an angel in yeah. this movie. <laughs> yes. He is. He's, he's like the first. Well, like he's also kind of, I guess, like literally one. But also, like when I saw him start in the in this movie, I was like, oh, and that kind of I think was what helped hooked me in. I mean, uh, something I need to bring up, and I don't know when to drop this bomb, but what the full picture of what's going on in both of these movies is pretty dire and bizarre. <laughs> and I, I guess I just have to bring it up. We'll just drop right here. Go ahead. Well, it doesn't matter when you actually bring it up because we're in a fucking time travel device so we can put it wherever we want. Wherever we need to. Yeah. So a utopia has been created because Bill and Ted traveled through time and fucked up the timeline by kidnapping all these people, showing them a good time, and then that all these historical figures that they affected therefore created this like utopic uh, utopia future where everybody's super chill and super nice to each other and you wears know big and, shoes. wears big shoes and sunglasses and stuff mm-hmm. and because that happened now they're like well we need to preserve this utopia so the movie starts with George Carlin saying I need to cause this time travel fuck accident by starting the time travel like by mm-hmm. doing it again yeah so it's like because the movie exists the utopia exists it's a weird loop Mm. You can't yeah. think about it too yeah, hard no, because it fries your brain. You but, can't think about it too hard because it fries your brain. You can't think about it too hard because you told me yesterday to watch these movies and I didn't have time. a couple numbers, I can give myself another week. There you go. See, I like that you're thinking about like the deep bullshit about the time travel and paradoxes and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, when George Carlin is talking to like, I don't know, the future council there are like these screensavers of Bill and Ted behind them just doing like be excellent <laughs> to each other poses. And like everyone else is wearing pretty cool, interesting looking Jetsons future garb. Bill and Ted yeah. just have on flasher trench coats. I don't <laughs> understand in the future. That's their like, I don't know, high holiness robes. It's just these flasher. Tr- and, they have, and they clearly are open and have clothes on underneath. It's not like their future dongs are hanging out. But like 
granted, I'm not in a utopian society, but is that is that what we're we're aspiring to? <laughs> in the future, nobody's ashamed to be a flasher. <laughs> no, that's terrible. It's just so chill. It doesn't even matter. There's nothing shocking about it. I don't I don't know if that falls under the first rule of that society, which is be excellent to each other. Be excellent mm. to each if other. You're a like me, it does. That's being excellent to everybody. <laughs> I mean, the wardrobe in this movie is pretty spectacular. I mean, I love Bill's belly shirt the entire movie. Oh, yeah. 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 See, Rumi, I was wondering between you and I, which is Bill and which is Ted. And I was like, for outfit alone, their outfit changes in the next movie. And I like Ted's better. But specifically the belly shirt, I do not have a belly to support the belly shirt. Well, actually, I do. But that's why I couldn't wear one. But like the fucking crop top like football shirt is fucking so cool. It's like if I could do that and a fa- like a fanny pack in the same goddamn outfit, I would just win ruler of next. Uh, the only thing that tops that is a flasher trench coat. After that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just proving your logic there. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I got. I understand. I don't know why Rooney yeah. has a paradox issue with this. I understand what's happening, <laughs> at least from a fashion perspective. <laughs> well, they did make it excellent. I think. I think one of the greatest things about this movie is it has. Both of these movies have a lot of great reoccurring bits throughout them, and it's these little mm. jokes they keep calling back to. And one of my favorite ones that appears early on is Bill's mom. B- yeah. yeah, Bill's stepmom. Missy. Bill's stepmom. Yeah. We talking about yeah. Missy? Hey, Missy. I mean, I mean, mom. mom? <laughs> That's your mom, bro. Your stepmom's so hot. <laughs> Who's like? Who? I think they said graduated like three years before them it's, or something. Oh, yeah. Like they knew her from yeah, high school. Yeah, he said to think she was a she was a senior when we were a freshman. Shut yeah. up, Ted. Remember when I asked her out to prom? Shut up, Ted. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's my friends all have ugly mothers, but if any one of them did have a hot mom, it would be every other word out of my mouth. Oh, it would be so <laughs> funny. And and every time, like, and, and, and she's like just this blonde bombshell 80s bimbo stereotype. Mm-hmm. But every time they mention a teacher, she's like, oh, say hi for me. She like bangs yeah. every teacher at that school. She was banging everybody. Yeah. Like I'm just convinced. And then, well, in the second movie, she's she's with uh, she's with <laughs> Ted's dad. Ted's dad. She's married Ted's dad, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> is that a step down or a step up? You think if you think about each of their dads? I think um, for her up because he's like the he's like a head cop kind of guy, yeah. like prestige wise. Like Ted's dad is way he's, more. He's a big like, dick put boy. together. He has a big dick boy. He's, he's a big, dick, a big boy. dick boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I got to say, though, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to watching these. But like Meg said before, once I started, I I described this movie to someone who hadn't seen it before as like you're watching two stoner type guys, but drugs are not mentioned or used or anything in the movie. It's just those characters. But Meg, I think you hit it on the head when you said they're like fun cartoons, like and you like everything that they do and everything that they say is so stupid and they're such idiots. But Endearing isn't even the right word. It's just fun to watch. They're sincere idiots. Yeah, Yeah, it's true, right? Yeah, they mean well. They they mean well. They're harmless. It's like they're like this prototype of of a Jay and Silent Bob who are like a much crasser, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of just dirtier version of these guys. Yeah, harmless idiots. Like you, you knew these guys were smoking blunts behind the bleachers at some point, but they just didn't show it, and they didn't need to. You got the picture. You got who they were. I get it. Oh, see, I thought they were too innocent. They know they're dumb. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, they, that's true. like, when they go to meet, like, Socrates, who you have to look up under Socrates, Socrates. which is also <laughs> just delightful. Um, 
they they read some quote and I don't I may I'm maybe I'm just as dumb as he is or they are but it's like something about like oh that was it it was like Socrates saying the only true knowledge is knowing you know nothing and like they're both like oh dude that's us like yeah, right. they don't they, they don't get the philosophy they're just like oh we we're dumb this is awesome so do you guys remember what gets them to the Circle K before we get too far away from this. Um, they're sitting in Bill's room and his dad comes in. He's like, hey guys, what's going on? Oh yeah. And he's trying to talk to him. Then Missy comes in with snacks and it's like burnt toast or something. Oh, right. oh yeah. And she's like kissing on his dad and he goes, how about you boys go down to the circle? Okay. Hands him twenties and they walk out and his dad creepily closes his son's oh, bedroom. Because well, then Ted says something to him. Ted's like, dude, you're. Like your dad and Missy are gonna like Bang in your bed, dude. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Ted. Shut up, Ted. Oh, uh, that and like, like I said, that's one of my favorite bits of the whole movie is that's, the Missy that's situation. That's like the best kind of child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the best kind. Yeah, if you're gonna fuck your kids up, you should ruin their bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they get to the Circle K, they're sitting there talking, and yeah. there is a sign. Not to keep getting back to video rentals, but there's a big sign that says "Video Rentals to Go." And now, as opposed to <laughs> this puzzled me more than anything else in the movie, because <laughs> what are your other options? Mm-hmm. Video rentals to stay. Oh, you mean a movie well, theater? Um, <laughs> video rentals to stay. Um, there's some adult theaters that you rent a video. Those have like stay a plexiglass. That's right? a theater. That's not a rental. That's a theater. Well, right? theater, it's, a, yes. it's more of a booth, but you know. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a chair with a curtain around it. It's like a voting booth. It ruined the movie for me. I suspended my disbelief right there. Uh, like, uh, just taken right out of it. Mm. Wait, you didn't even make it to when the phone booth fell out of the sky? That's the other thing, is no one in a Circle K gives a fuck what's going on in the parking lot. Because there's fucking multiple time-traveling phone booths flying out of the sky with electricity and lightning and nobody cares. It happens in both movies. Nobody ever looks out the window to see what's going on. Probably because they're fucking renting videos like crazy. Right, but like who goes to a Circle K actually? At least two versions of Bill and Ted at the same time. Right. Oh my god. I, I mean, I, I love it. The phone booth appears. We got, we you know, we, we get our introduction to the boys meet Rufus, George Carlin, and themselves. And themselves. And I love this because it sets up this path that's like the whole time you're trying to figure out where this is going to loop back around. Right. This is where we get the line, Bill, strange things are afoot at the Circle, circle K. K. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, classic yeah. line. Some scriptwriter oh. really knocked it out of the park there. No. <laughs> and at first they, they're smart about it. They're like, how do we know that they're good us or how, how do we know they're us? Hmm. What number am I thinking? Remy, what number are you thinking? 69. <laughs> it's like cheese wads. Like, Look, this, no one can see me when I do that. That's not like a diddle noise. That's an air guitar noise. Yeah, that's air guitar, guys. They <laughs> keep constantly doing it. It's like the thing. And and another great bit. Every time they do the air guitar, you hear it. Like, yeah. what a right. great yeah. bit. Yeah. Which, which comes back again as a, comes in, back the again movie. in the second mm-hmm. movie. And they add an additional bit to it, which is really good. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. It sets the adventure off, and he gives him advice: say hi to the babes, don't forget to wind your watch, and they they're they're off on the adventure. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I I do love the advice to your dumb self: don't forget to wind the watch instead of just hey, I'm gonna wind your watch for you. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, hey, to go really back in time here, anyone listening to this podcast who's not like our fucking grandfathers watches used to not be self sufficient; you had to fucking wind it to make them operate. 
Oh my god! I've actually never had to wine to watch in my life. Neither like, have I. I. Don't, I even, don't know that I've seen one. Yeah, I, I, I think my parents have like an old clock they have to, and they get so tired of it they just stopped like ten years ago or They're something. Like, oh, I'll guesstimate what time it is. <laughs> like it's fine. We've all got you know just watches and phones and whatever. Yeah. So they'd be pretty bad time travelers. Hey, theater brothers, have yeah. you guys ever wound a watch? No, no. I don't own watches. <laughs> yeah, watches are lame. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those things. I'm not winding them. It's just a sign of man's slavery of their own invention to themselves. <laughs> I don't have time to wind a device to tell me what time it is. That's the real paradox. But if anyone wants to buy me a watch, feel free to. <laughs> <laughs> to the two people in the room who would buy you a it's, watch it's in your It's more life. about a statement. It's about making a statement. Yeah. I just don't- Fashion. I don't currently have statements to make about my wrists. My wrists. <laughs> my statements are from like the elbows up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they fucking time travel. They oh, like, go find- We didn't talk. They're, they're going to fail a, a history project, which apparently is a class called History of Everything Every Time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because their history is their history class is about everything. Hashtag the stakes. Which... We're talking about the yeah. stakes. Which yeah. is like a classic, I think, what, senior year class, right? Yeah. So, yeah, seniors, you know, right? it's standard, right? Yeah. <laughs> History of everything. That's how you- History of everything. I hope you learned it in four years. At all times. <laughs> everything. Real capstone class. If they fail this, Ted's got to go away to Alaskan military school or something, and they a band will yeah. break up, the Wild Stallions, so they yeah. really want to pass this class. Because so. they're going to be the greatest band of all time. Yeah. Plus, they're like best friends. Besties. Mostly they're best friends. And I think that's the other thing that's so endearing about them, too. They love each other. Yeah. They, they totally do. absolutely love each other. <laughs> and that I just, I would watch that all day. Like, right. just, they're just the cutest little bros. Real genuine bros. You know, who aren't bros. They're just like dudes. Yeah. We're very close dudes. That's true. That's true. Close, yeah. I, you're right. I think they love each other inside and out. It's not just like they care about each other. They have fun with each other. Like, they genuinely love each other. Yeah. 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 So they get Napoleon. That's where they go first, right? Yeah, they go to Napoleon. Yeah. They get him back. They bring him back to San Dimas, and we get a character that just kind of disappears after that, but it's one of my favorite characters <laughs> yeah. in the first movie, Ted's brother, Deacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, babysit Napoleon. And they tell him to, like, take him to a movie or something. He takes him to an ice cream social. He takes him to, like, Chuck E. Cheese. No, it's, yeah, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a place, like, those... I don't know if these eye. are real, because I've never seen this in my life, but those fictional places where you can get, like... 50 scoops of ice cream with sprinkles and all that stuff on top. Like, I think I've seen that in a million yeah. cartoons in my life. Do you remember what it's called, like Rumi? A, a diabetes store or something? No, I just watched it last night, but no. I think it was diabetes store. I go with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Iggy Piggy. Oh, oh that's right. really? Because then they yeah. sing a song when he eats it and they give him a little pin. Yeah, and no, he's like, Iggy Piggy, Iggy Piggy. Oh, because he's having a great time until they start doing that yeah. to him. Yeah. Because he's yeah. then like, wait, I'm Napoleon still. Uh. Yeah. And it's Deacon, Napoleon, and two chicks. Two, like, young Deacon yeah, age chicks. Double date. <laughs> yeah. Double date. Oh, weird. The part that, 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 with that stuck man. with me most about that scene was the two wait staff at the Iggy Piggy who are singing that song and making such a big deal. They're into it. Every other movie I've ever seen with grown-ups working in a place like that, they know that their life has tanked. And as they're <laughs> singing the song, they're, like, rolling their eyes and losing their dignity. These two guys, like, their heart and soul what is it, Iggy Piggy people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're there. Like, that's like, they were psyched to get that job. <laughs> you slit their throat, they bleed Iggy Piggy. You know what I mean? Like, they left their first career to sing the songs at the Iggy Piggy. <laughs> well, maybe it's a family business. How do you know? <laughs> 
He's like, this This is my fucking grandfather's restaurant. My grandfather, <laughs> he came up with the stick your fingers in your nose song. <laughs> <laughs> We're Iggy Piggy Men. <laughs> I was born Iggy Piggy Men. I'm dying Iggy Piggy Men. <laughs> Yeah, just let's just gloss over how creepy it is to have like an adult tyrant eating ice cream with children. (laughs) (laughs) Very clearly on a date with like a prepubescent girl. Deacon like called up one chick. He's like, Hey, you wanna go to Iggy Piggy tonight? And girl's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Hey, can you bring your friend? I have a buddy. And she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine when they show up and he's like, Here's your date. He's a World leader, yeah. famous Napoleon. She was like, "Tell me a little bit about your friend, so I can get a, a, like a you know an equal date." And he's like, "Um, short. <laughs> he kind of has a complex. Angry. Like, don't bring up Waterloo. Like, don't bring that up. Don't bring that. the water park. Um, he's French. Just anything Does water, he'll freak oh out. Oh my god, the water park. How did they film that scene without his dick?" Everywhere. Oh, yes, those pants he was wearing. There's like shorts. He had like we, bloomers on. We we were like talking about this and like I feel like I just like it's like the eyes bugged out of my head to try and see anything. There have to be like <laughs> around children you could see through his pants. Yes. There has to be hours worth of footage of him at that water park with just his full fruit basket just like <laughs> totally visible through his like, like clear bloomers. Hang on, we gotta do this take again. Yeah, we can see everything. We can, we can I'm see sorry. The we can see the dick. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't pick up the child in this take. Let's, let's just not. Okay, let's just skip that part. Yeah. Um, also, when they introduce water, uh, we're jumping to the very end, but when they introduce this water park named Waterloo, they show this guy go down a slide and almost fall out of the slide. Yeah. Like he literally <laughs> comes zipping around a corner yeah. and goes so high, he about flies out of the slide. And I'm like, that place is so <laughs> fucking dangerous. Because he's Napoleon. He only weighs like 47 pounds. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Anyway. So they steal Napoleon. Mm. They steal Napoleon. He's great. They leave him with the brother. They go to the Wild West, and they they go to the Wild West, and they park their phone booth in between two uh, outhouses. And like you said earlier, how did they not return to their phone booth and find a crap in it? How did that not? I was happen? waiting for that joke to be made, but <laughs> probably a deleted scene. <laughs> oh yeah. I also they, like to think that there was a third outhouse in between those other two, and that that phone booth crushed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some little accordion yeah. guy walked out later after taking a shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Just covered in it too. They get Billy the Kid there, right? Yeah. They get Billy mm-hmm. the Kid. Who they refer to as Mr. the Kid. Mr. the Kid. Which Mr. is kid. so endearing. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they escape with him. At least they can communicate with him. And then they go, they right. go get, they go but get Socrates. I feel like later he becomes the weird like medium for all the other historical people. Yeah. But it's right, like, right. dude, you don't speak... Uh, Latin or whatever, you know. Just, right. But for some reason, he's able to be like, "I'm at a place too," or mind meld with all those people. Like he becomes the like, you know, little soothsayer. Like you think or if you were Socrates and some like badass cowboy, American cowboy, tried to explain shit to you about the two pretty much '90s teenagers who were talking to you, you'd be like, "Oh, thank you for helping that pill go down." Now I understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, so clear. Thank Thanks, you, partner. Yeah, just like that Crystal Pepsi you handed me. Like, what? Delicious. <laughs> Which is in stores now, if you guys are interested. Yeah. In it's stores back, now. Baby. It's back, baby. Is it really? 
Yeah, Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi, back. please sponsor this podcast. Please, oh, please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi, I know you're listening. Yeah, we'll take sponsors. We're not shameful. We're, you know, we're like Terminator Two. You can put Pepsi in every shot. Every, every shot, shot, baby. So then they get so crates. I mean, he's a fun character because he just kind of like pantomimes everything. Mm-hmm. He's a cute old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they quote some Dylan to him. All we are is dust in the wind. Is that no? It's no. Kansas. What? Oh, we are is dust in the wind. That's it's not Dylan. It's Kansas. That's right. Kansas no, it's bro. blowing in the wind is Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I mis- mixed up the you're name. You're getting of- your winds confused. That's actually too deep for Bill and Ted. <laughs> it's Bob yeah, Dylan's I'm pretty too sure, deep for I'm pretty sure Ted. dust in the wind is Kansas. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Kansas. If someone out we there can always knows go back better. in time and edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit out the time I didn't Actually, know. Actually, if we were Bill and Tedding this, we would go back and talk to Steve Dillon and Kansas and figure out who wrote what. Who is Steve Dillon? <laughs> Steve Dillon's a comic book artist. That just shows now we got to go fucking back again. <laughs> Bob Dylan. I met Bob Dylan. I know who Bob Dylan is. We'll kidnap Steve Dylan. And then we'll go back and talk to Bob Dylan, and then we'll go listen to Kansas. Yeah, I love it. It's fine. <laughs> Steve Dylan's dead, though. We got to go back a couple years. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. <laughs> so then they go back to medieval times, um, and some shenanigans ensue, and they meet the, the princesses. The babes. The babes. Whoa. Whoa. Who, like, are they getting married off or something? There's a reason they want to go with them, which yeah. I thought was really alarming. Is it not because they're so handsome? Because they had shit all to do. They're right. handsome boys, right? <laughs> they're yeah. handsome boys, but they're also... I thought they were handsome boys, and that's why mm. those ladies went with they them. Are. No, I don't know. They were princesses there, Oh, no, there, there, was, like, there was like the evil... There's like, oh, an, yeah. I think it's like an evil uh, duke or something like that. And yeah, they also, and I believe, pawn themselves off as princes and dukes or something. Oh, okay. Right, that Bill right. and Ted do. And then they saw them... They saw those guys try to, like, kill Bill and Ted. So they were like... They helped them escape, right. too, Yeah, they helped them really. escape. They both helped each other escape, you know? Yeah. Kind of beautiful. And Room's... I yeah. can't believe that you glossed over medieval shenanigans because that was my big takeaway because anything we do for the podcast, whether it's a horror or a comedy or whatever, I'm always like, okay, if me and Rumi were in this, what would it be like? And this is like very much you and I. I don't know which one of us would be which person, but we would have done most of this shit. Oh, The yeah. one thing that we absolutely would do if we time traveled back to the medieval times and hid out in an armory... There yeah. is 0% chance that we wouldn't adorn armor and beat the fuck out of each other. Because we've right, essentially right. done that with no armor um, in a parking lot. And then you tried to hide a sword behind you <laughs> when a cop drove by. <laughs> when a cop drove by. Uh, so me and Matt, for a minute, we had this like hobby of taking like foam and duct tape and PVC and making weapons out of them, like maces with spikes. It's and called like LARPing. Big yeah. no, it's called no, LARPing, Aaron. No, because there was no roles to be played. It was beat the shit out of each other, game time on. It like, was essentially right? fight with giant foam swords until someone hit each other in the hand. That yeah, was way too was. hard. Yeah. So LARPing for idiots. <laughs> yep. <laughs> LARPing, yep. LARPing with no role, role or playing, playing or any, anything. So it was just right. live action. Live action, baby. <laughs> it's just live action. Live action foam warriors. Yep. And um, we would go out to parking lots and just wail on each other. But one time this cop drove by pretty slow and I like put the sword behind my back like he couldn't see this <laughs> massive foam sword. He did that and he would also, and this happened a lot, like we did it in the same parking lot at a park when theoretically the park was closed, but we weren't doing anything wrong. We were in the parking lot, but the parking <laughs> lot bordered the street. And when a car would go by 
Aaron would stop fighting and just point his sword towards the ground as if the car driving by saw a handsome redhead fully ready for battle looking perplexed that his enemy was like docile for a second. Then they'd see <laughs> stupid Aaron with his sword pointing at the ground be like, oh, must be nothing and keep driving. <laughs> like if both of them had their swords up, I would have stopped. But no, it seemed like it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those two gentlemen seem on the up and up. Yeah. But if we went, if we went back in time and we had fucking actual shit, there's no. F- I wouldn't even have to go time travel if we both had armor and weapons. There's yeah. no fucking way. Like I don't think I'd try to hurt you, but I would hit the shit out of you. Oh yeah, we would be clanking around for sure, clinking and clanking, beeping and booping. It'd be great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans. And then they have the great like Robin Hood rescue where. They're about to get their heads cut off, um, and Bill and Ted are about to get their heads cut off, and the two executioners with the axes like cut the ropes instead at the last second, and they pull off their hoods, and it's Socrates and Mister um, the Kid. Mm-hmm. How did they like orchestrate this rescue? I, once again, I, I'm putting that on Mister the Kid. Like okay. he's been he's been like, hey, we got to go help our buddies, and with the language barrier. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you know because like. He might have been, I don't know anything about Billy the Kid, but he might have had a good education. He might have known how the medieval times worked. He might have known something about Socrates. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. You know? Maybe he was a smart Mr. Kid. Yeah. So they escape. They escape medieval times, but they leave the babes behind. Womp womp. <laughs> Can you imagine what happened to those women after that, though? Like, you tried to usurp your, your king father... Uh, locked in the dungeon, horrible, horrible life for them awaited. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. They had to go. They had to get out of there. Yes. Yeah, it, that yeah. was bad. So they leave and they end up in the future world. And, and we, they, they like show up and everybody's surprised to see them. And they're like, they give them a platform and they say, well, like, what do you have to say to us? And everybody's waiting with pencil airs. And Kevin, what, what is their advice to the future? Be excellent to each other. And party on. And then everybody pantomimes the party on, like uh, circle strumming. Yeah, they all do the, what is it, like the power, the power chord? Yeah, the, the power chord. I think that's what they, they yeah. call it in, um. The windmill power in chord. School of Rock, Jack Black I think calls it the power chord, or power stance, maybe. And yeah. they all go, boing. Yeah. The yeah. big, the big windmill. But they do it in like strong. slow motion, like beautiful, weird, like salutatory slow yeah. motion. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole time they got the, the, the screensavers are playing yeah. in the background. So, is this the first time that the future has seen them? Is this what sets up the worship of them? No, they were already being worshipped because everyone knew the knew the like salute, right? Well, this set up the mantra of be excellent to each other and party yeah. on. They didn't have that before. But that means they were already a utopia then. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they passed their test makes them a utopia. But this, like, I don't know. It's another weird, weird, uh, weird, weird moment. Yeah. That's why you really need the second movie to f- to really flesh out the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after that, they continue on their adventure. Uh, we could play categories with the number of people that they pick up. Rumi, who's somebody else they pick up? Darth Vader. Uh, no. <laughs> no, Genghis Khan. Bo- Genghis Khan. How did they lure Genghis Khan out of his... Genghis Khan tent. Ooh, I don't know. I actually just watched it last night, but I don't remember. Does anybody remember? You guys remember? Is it racist <laughs> or sexist? Yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't think of anything yeah. that wasn't racist um, to make as a joke. I don't think it's meant to be racist, but when I say it now, it will sound racist. Go on. Do, do it in a voice. Do it in a voice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Isa, 
a Twinkie. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's right. A Twinkie, right? Yeah, they, they're like, well, he's like eating food and definitely assaulting women. And yeah, like, there's, like, there's like a bunch of like teenage girls like just strewn around and him. And he yeah. just starts grabbing one, trying to kiss her, and then they hold out a Twinkie, and they're like, hey, you want a Twinkie, Genghis Khan? He's like, whoa. He acts like a dog the entire movie, like he's drinking out of toilet bowls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny yeah. because it's really just that one character that they... Yeah assume that because he hasn't seen anything before, he will be stupid about it. Like, you know what I mean? It's one thing. If you didn't know what a toilet bowl was, you wouldn't know what it was. I don't think you drink out of it. Like, when I see something with water in it that I don't know what it is, I don't drink out of it. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's not my first go-to. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, yeah. it's chair-shaped. They also get, what I think they call him, Beethoven? I think they call him. <laughs> they do get Beethoven, yeah. Beethoven. Like, Beethoven. He doesn't know what a keyboard is, theoretically, but he doesn't, like, use it to, like, clean his teeth. He uses yeah. it for what he, like, he understands it. Yeah, he jams out. Man, yeah. who else? Pick another well, person. Who else do they get? Abe Lincoln. Yep. Yeah. Um, they, get, they get an Abe Lincoln. But do we see them actually steal him? Um, I think he just shows up. I think no, they get they him. Sh- they steal him. They steal yeah, him? I can't remember. I, can't they throw remember. A, I think they throw a sheet over him and drag him oh, out. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a quick steal. He doesn't have a whole backstory. Yeah. And then yeah. There's, there's one more. Kevin, or two more. Oh, I don't, I don't um, remember. Female warrior. Oh, Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah. right, oh, right, because right. she does that whole jazzercise thing, which I thought was kind of <laughs> bullshit. Really, that's how she's. You're showing her as a leader. We can get in that later. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, the, she's ha- she's praying. <laughs> she's weird praying thing to like, do to a strong her, woman. Like, she's praying to God to like show her how to be a leader, and this phone booth shows up, and I'm like. Oh, you just fucked history up so yeah, bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot she was, yeah, she gets weird. It's weird. They're like, oh, right, we need a lady. Yeah. Remember, there were women in history, too. Yeah. And they're like, okay, <laughs> couldn't have picked, like, doesn't be Anthony or, like, uh, Madame Curie or something. Okay. One woman in history, and she ends up doing jazzercise in the future. Yep. Yep. And then they get, they get one more. There's one more person that they grab. Rumi? Oh, I know who it is. It's a man. It's a doctor, isn't he? Yeah. His name is Froud. Sigmund what are they Freud? Called? Oh, right. Sigmund Freud, yeah? Yeah, Freud. Uh, Siggy. Ziggy. Ziggy. So, that, so then they've collected everybody, and the whole point of this assignment is to write about historical figures and what they would think of San Dimas today, which is like a third grade assignment, really. Right, right. which is like, the teacher, no matter what those guys put on paper, the teacher probably should have accepted it anyway. Like, yeah. uh, that's, a, that's a bad assignment. Instead, yeah. that's San Dimas High School, does an all day long party <laughs> of every fucking senior or whatever grade they're supposed to be in in the auditorium listening to each other's yes. dumbass speeches and all we yeah. see yes. is jocks and some stupid girl say the same bullshit like we just watch them wrap their speeches up. San Dimas High School football rules. Like I couldn't imagine a worse day in high school. Like yeah. if I had to sit there right? and watch all of my classmates would take pontificate on a bunch of history, hours. I, I, would, uh, I would just, I would lose it. You could even tell me that the two funny stoner kids were going to bring in special guests with lights and explosions yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You nope. could even tell me that the, the thing would start with a guy shooting a light with a gun and I probably yeah. still would try to skip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Because here's the thing. Everybody in that audience doesn't know that those are the real people. As far as they know, they're Exactly, and that's what I thought the whole time. Everybody else did seven minutes. These guys came in and did like four hours. (laughs) They went so over time. They had all these guys dressed up like assholes. 
They had this dude like pretending to be Sigmund Freud who totally psychoanalyzed him on stage to realize his daddy issues. Like some dude shot out a light and that was the coolest point of the whole thing. Yeah. The rest of it was boring. All the like softball players are like, I'm missing practice right now. I have to go. <laughs> 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 like, it is 5.30. Like we got to go. So they come back to the Circle K and we have the loop moment where they, they go in and talk to each other. They give each other the advice. But my favorite part about this revisit to this moment is when they get back in the in the phone booth with everybody, um, Bill turns to Ted and goes, that conversation made no sense this time. <laughs> Which is incredible because the writers knew that the loop conversation didn't work from the second perspective. <laughs> Which was brilliant. <laughs> That's great. I feel like they did that. I feel like they do that a lot of times. Like, like Bill, um, especially, will say something, and I can't think of another example. But I just remember watching him being like, he's kind of that voice of the audience, being like, "We know this is not making sense. Yeah, this makes it's no fine. sense. Shut up. It's cute. Keep watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, just look at his midriff. Keep watching. So, at some point, something happens, and they're they're. Time machine gets busted, busted yeah, junk. We are jumping around time more than this movie, but yes. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the part where they basically, they get back to the present. They're trying to fix, well. Oh, it was, someone they, sabotages it, right? Somebody from. I don't remember how it broke. I think it just broke because they were stoners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they, oh, that was it. They, that was it. He didn't set his watch and they only had. He had to meet the like right time on his watch, and that was like because I think Rufus at the beginning, Rufus at the beginning is like you only have an hour, and that was what fucks everything up. I don't think they broke the well. The thing is broken because they make everybody chew chew gum to make the umbrella work again. Did that happen in one of the time periods then? Yeah, they're in like prehistoric time, and cavemen see them disappear once again, fucking the timeline. Yeah. Dude, I can't remember exactly what it was that messed that up. Uh, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> if you're interested, go back in time and watch the movie yourself. Tell us what broke. They end up back in the present and they can't find Duncan ditched fucking Napoleon. Yes. And so they leave everyone else at the mall to go look for Napoleon and they find him at the water park as we have illustrated earlier. We With see his, his dong. Very, very <laughs> obvious dong. Yeah. And uh, But then the, the historical figures, what do they do? Beethoven gets a whole fucking concert rocking in the mall, um, playing a bunch of different keyboards and shit at the same time. Genghis Khan just goes fucking ham in a sporting yeah. goods store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Joan of Arc leads the oh, yeah. goddamn jazzercise class. Yep. Yeah, which yeah. Is pushes so a jazzercise chick out of the way and jazzercises. Yeah, she, yeah, she like <laughs> she like sees that woman up there and she's like doesn't even know what this is and she's like, I must lead these women. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I did not like so that. So much for killing infidels. Yeah. Right, right. We're going to control that, that love handle jiggle. Let's You're go. You're going to have a strong core to kill infidels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Billy the Kid and Socrates are talking to chicks and Sigmund Freud walks up holding a fucking corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant film. So stupid. I love it. it is so I love stupid. It. Um, but they cause all this ruckus and they get arrested, which by by Ted's dad. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the boys have to free them from jail. Mm-hmm. And this brings up what I think is the thing that sets this apart from all time travel movies. Oh, yeah. The prison, They're- right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was missing from Back to the Future. 
He really left that out. I think it would have helped Marty progress as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, well, well, they they do this awesome thing. Ke- Kevin, do you remember what it is? Well, they talk about what they should go back in time and do, right? He yeah. does this in the second movie, too, where he's like, oh, but what if I go back in time and grab the keys? And then he has the keys. Yeah. Right? Like, stuff like that. Yes. So, so they straight up say like, Hey, we have plenty of time. We have a time machine, which is brilliant because all time travel (laughs) movies, all time travel movies have this rush to do something, even though they have a time machine. And they're like, no, we have plenty of time. So after we do our report and we get the A, we'll come back and open the door or steal the keys or set a trap for my dad. And it's, it's kind of brilliant, if not a huge, huge, just like convenient Plot, plot device, hole, plot yeah. device yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's kind of brilliant. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great movie magic right there. <laughs> a plot device that allows you to time travel and make phone calls at the same time. Sounds fucking cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in theory, then we didn't need the movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, right? Like, the second that they show up at the Circle K, they're like, hey, dudes, remember to do all this stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts to them with A's done (laughs) brilliant i mean yeah and and i I like that scene though because they're sneaking around the police station and trying to remember what to do next and like oh remember to call my dad and trick him into doing this or like remember to put a tape recorder in the corner to call my dad over here and they're just basically leading ted's dad around the jail right and they are the ones who steal his keys they are the ones who like are messing up things that his dad is complaining about through the entire movie. It's and it's great. funny because they say after we after we do our presentation, our history presentation, we'll just go back in time and, and set all these things up. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, is there going to be? Is that how the movie's going to end? Like we got to watch them set this shit up? No, don't worry about it, everybody. Just happens. That's yeah. not in there just all time. Don't you don't have to watch that bullshit. <laughs> they told you they were going to do it. They're not going to waste uh, this time. Travel movie's not going to waste your time. No. Right, which I totally appreciated. Yeah. Like I agree. Let's just grab the key. Where should we hide it? Oh, how about behind the sign? And they just go over there and there's the key. And it's like, awesome. Perfect. So they rescue everybody. It's a daring escape. They get to the high school as as we jumped ahead and told you. It goes great. <laughs> One of the favorite moments where, where uh, like I said, Sigmund Freud has Ted on the couch and he's telling him and he basically explains to him why his dad hates him. And he's like, he sits up and he's like, whoa he gets it my dad doesn't hate me but he's trying to make up for me and and trying to help me but he doesn't know how to do it you know whatever but then he gets up and he and sigmund freud turns to bill and he goes your turn and he goes no nah, i just have a minor edible complex awesome yes <laughs> yes that part is amazing which just goes to show that while they were fucking tanking history bill was at least doing okay in language arts and mythology class <laughs> right Hey, we've all got our strengths and our weaknesses. Yeah, that seems to be the only class they're failing. But that's the one class. That's the one class that's gonna keep them from everything else. Everything else. Sorry. Yeah, they've got solid D pluses and like everything else. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Well, they probably don't do like homework assignments. They might test well, but they probably don't do their homework. You think they test well? Well, you never know. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> if they study high, they have to get high before well, if they... Just, like, what if they just pick up on some of those... What if they're like math geniuses? They still do their homework, but they can test well. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> trying to help them I don't out. Think okay, they guys? test well. I think they just keep fucking going back in time. And by the time they're like <laughs> juniors in college, the teacher's are like, guys, just fucking read the book. I don't want you to go back in time and bring H.G. Wells here to talk to us. Like, it's getting old. Just read the fucking book. <laughs> it's 214 pages. Write a five-page para- five essay. We're done. And they keep bringing back historical figures, and they're like, there is no extra credit. Like, that, that doesn't count for anything. <laughs> you have to write an article. If you didn't write the essay, you flunk. Bringing in H.G. Wells does not count for this class. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Goodbye. Then, it also doesn't prove that they learned anything. R- no. Correct. <laughs> they only, in the, in, the hi- in the history project at the end of this movie, they do say some shit where, like, he was alive from such and such A.D. to whatever, or, like, yeah. in this year he did this important shit. But you're like... That's just some jazzy way to say like a paragraph's worth of information, although damned if I didn't curse myself for not doing that in high school because I could have, <laughs> I don't have the time machine, but I could have got some other fucking dumbass to dress up like whatever I was supposed to be talking about. And instead yeah. of bullshitting my way through a book I didn't right. read, I could have had someone shoot the lights and it would have been cool. could have homeless men uh, um, to come in. I have to be <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Homeless Man. If I gave you $20 and uh, some warm Socks? Would you, would dress you be up willing as- to come into this school? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Well, yeah." Not only are they hot it. teenage girls, but my mom is pretty much a teenager. <laughs> Don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest, though. Like this was my attempt. Like this was my approach to all school projects. It's like, can I do um, a visual presentation? And they're like instead of like a written essay and they'd be like sure and be like crazy video project stupid theater kids <laughs> yeah. um i actually in college i had some kind of communications course where i was supposed to report on something something elvis and i didn't want to actually do any research so i was like can i just give my presentation as elvis and i got an a i don't know what i talk- <laughs> i don't remember what i talked about you but shake your hips and go oh. yeah i just i tried to boof out my hair and more Nailed like a it. That's hysterical. Crappy homeless person looking like. Uh, so awesome. we get bogus. Oh, or- you guys want to get bogus? Well, I'll tell you what. We've been running about fifty-five minutes. So, Jesus. how about we wrap this one up and we talk about bogus on the next episode? What do you guys think, Matt? You down for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right, guys. All right. Till next week, you can keep up with us on our Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook at Launchpad Pod. And our website, launchpadpod.com. Mondays, Destroy Your Mondays with Destroyer, the official comic book of the Launchpad Pod. That shit's awesome. You can see what Matt's up to. You can see what the mysterious Rocket Man is going to be up to. It's going to be amazing. Guys, keep talking to us. We love hearing from you. Until next time, we're the Rocketeers, and we're out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off.